are the Boss Man Show here. We got a special guest for you. I got one of my friends line too with my, my man, Neek. Y'all know my man, Neek. Think with Logic back in the day. But we got our boy, U.S. Tennis Olympic team member, cool dude, D.C. guy, doing his, doing big things, representing Lacoste on the court, all looking fly on the court always. My man, Dennis Kula. What's up, man? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Oh, no doubt, man. Hey, man, how life treating you, man? You know, you happy about this Olympics. We talked about it in Memphis, and now it happened, man. You going to Rio, man? How you feel about that? No, I, I love it. It's it's an incredibly exciting, uh, you know, moment in my life as a, as an athlete. I think every athlete's dream is to compete in the Olympics, and you know, my dream's coming true. You know, at, at 23 years old, so I'm incredibly excited for it and. I literally can't wait. I'm counting down the days, but it can't come any sooner. Oh, I hear that. I hear that, man. So, like I said, man, so you're practicing down there in Tampa, man. Have you got any word on how the courts are in Rio? Is it going to be fast, quick, or slow? Uh, so what, what you kind of doing in Tampa right now? On, on the green play, on, on the hard courts down there? No, I'm on the hard courts. You know, Rio's going to be on hard. I uh, haven't gotten any word on the courts. We only heard about the official ball which is uh, the Australian Open ball, which I actually like. So I'm definitely excited about those, that you know, that for sure. But, uh, you know, I'm just getting ready. It's, it's hot as anything down here in Tampa. So uh, it's going to definitely prepare me for Rio and, uh, you know, I'm ready to go down there and compete and, and represent my country. That's what's up. And uh, <laughs> also, man, you, I, know, I know it's about that heat, man. So what day are you going down? Are you going down this weekend? Are you going down there on uh, maybe Monday? So what, when are you going to make that flight out down to Rio, bro? Yeah, we're uh, – so we head to Houston, actually, either Monday night or Tuesday. Have a little team processing, you know, get all the cool gear and get everything situated, you know, get the team together. And then we're flying down Tuesday night and should be there uh, Wednesday morning. So we got a couple days to get ready and then uh, it starts either Saturday or Sunday so I'm hoping for Sunday because I'm definitely going to go to the opening ceremony Friday night so I'm excited Neek, it's on you bro oh yeah I couldn't phones are going in and out man so I couldn't hear so um, my question for you is are you going to play the singles or are you going to be playing the doubles or are you going to play both uh, which one going up so we have six guys on our team, and you have the Bryan brothers playing doubles. And then, unfortunately, I, I only get to play singles. Uh, Jack Sock and Steve Johnson are going to be the second doubles team. So I get to – I'm going to be on the sidelines cheering them on in the doubles. But definitely excited to play singles. That's definitely my strong suit anyway. So I'm uh, definitely not too, you know, not too upset about it. No. We were joined by my man, Dennis Kula on the line, going to the Olympics in Rio, folks. This man going to represent his country, man. We He going to be doing big things in Rio, you feel me, guys? Folks, so, Dennis, let me ask you this, man. Outside of the tennis event that you're going to be a part of, do you plan on going to check out any any other events while you're in Rio, check out the sites or seeing what's down in Brazil? Is this your first time going down to Brazil, so you're going to be real new, new to you to going down there? Rio is my first time. I've been to Brazil. I went to another city, Santos, that's a little bit smaller on the coast as well. But definitely Rio's going to be the first time. Uh, I've heard incredible things. I'm definitely going to go check out the sites and uh, get on the beach maybe on a day off. Um, you know, see what definitely Rio has to offer. Incredibly excited for it. You know, definitely another thing I'm looking forward to, just seeing the Olympic Village and being around all the athletes 
uh, I think that's going to be an experience itself. Um, definitely want to meet the basketball team and <laughs> try try to try to meet Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant. That's that's definitely uh, on one of my lists to try to do down there. All right. Um, I know there are a lot of sports going on down in the Olympics. Is there one in particular that you don't understand, but you would love to see them in person to try to get a better understanding of it? Hmm. Um. I wouldn't say there's any sort I don't understand. Ah, maybe maybe something like um like javelin or something. I don't know if that's even in there. <laughs> uh, the it is in there. I don't watch like that. I mean, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I know what's kind of going on, but I would probably say any of the track and field sports. I mean, those those athletes amaze me, and and obviously the pressure for them in the Olympics is, is a little bit different than in tennis. You know, we ha- we have our major tournaments throughout the year, but these guys, you know, they they live for this moment once every four years, and it's, it's, I would love to go see that, see the pressure, and see how how they perform under you know these incredible circumstances. Now, the sport I don't understand is water polo. I don't get that. <laughs> Where do you become a water polo yeah. expert at? Yeah, 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 true. Water polo, definitely. That's actually, I forgot about that. I, I would definitely watch that. I mean, those guys, those guys are machines. But um, you know, they're, they're playing, and who knows how deep that is? I think it's like ten feet or something. Yeah. I want to float, keep, and they're barely using their arms, and it's contact with everything. So. That would be something I'm pretty interested in, but we'll see. Uh, definitely, if we got time, we get tickets. And <laughs> but track and field is definitely number one for me. Hey, full disclosure, Nick and Dennis, I can't swim. So anything to do with water, I'm I'm like, I'm like nah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You're from Florida and you can't swim? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> exactly. Learn something new every day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> but hey, I grew up in a house with a house on Lake Apopka in Winter Garden, Florida. Mind you, me, nor my brothers ever went in, in our pool in the backyard or the jacuzzi or the lake behind the house. My dad did not believe in that. He said it was good to look at, but not for us to go in, go inside of. So, never learned how to swim. None of us do. Me, nor my brothers, <laughs> swim. none of us. And we're from Florida. Yeah, I admit it. <laughs> I grew up loving the beach, so I, I had to learn to swim if I was going to like the beach. <laughs> Man, I'm going to tell you, I've took swimming classes, guys, three times, and I haven't learned – I can't get past the kickboard stage. I try it. <laughs> I give up. Hey, well, if you try it, you know, it's, it's, again, it's never too late to learn, never too late to learn. Hey, man, look, I, I, I do better on dry land. Like, I ain't going to lie, man. When I cross bridges, I still kind of get kind of shaky over a bridge. Like, okay, I crossed the bridge. Let me get over the bridge because I, I can't sweat. <laughs> it just throws me off. Like, I, I can't get yeah. water. You know, so I need, I, need to, I need to go and see a counselor about that water stuff, I guess. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I ain't <need> you, man. <laughs> Folks, Dennis Cooley on the boss, man. So with me and Nick hanging out with us here on the line, man. Now, guys, ask about the rules of this year's tournament, man. I know the ITF added a fifth set tiebreaker for Davis Cup. Now, are you guys playing advanced sets in the Olympics, or is it going to be a third set tiebreaker if it goes that far? Um, I think it's actually an advantage set in the third set. I know it's two out of three. Um, I, I think that's the rule, if I remember from last year. So it's just two out of three, not three out of five, which is nice. And then, uh, yeah, so – 
we're definitely prepared for that. That's that's going to be a format I'm not I'm not too worried about physically. So um, <laughs> I'll be ready for it. No, then some man, man. Do you do you like a fifth set tiebreaker? Do you like the advanced set? Because I think you should have a fifth set tiebreaker. I get the open. That's just my personal opinion. I I, I hate seeing the nineteen seventeen sets or twelve twelve tens. I hate those sets. I want to be a, yeah. a tiebreaker fifth set. You already about the three or four hours already giving it your all. Why make you make it worse? Because if you get through that match, you probably gas for the next match and you're done. Yeah, yeah, I agree with it. I mean, when when you see those 2018s or 1917s, you know, it, it's a cool scoreline. But again, you know, we're we're done the next day. There's there's literally no chance you're playing the next day. Um, so I I definitely think I'm I'm for the fifth set tie break. I think it creates a little bit of drama as well instead of just waiting for that break and going forever. So I'm I'm definitely for it, and I I, I think uh, the tennis world is pushing for it. And, I uh, wouldn't be surprised in the near future if uh, that changes. All right, all right. All right, let's switch this up a little bit. Um, I remember you saying that you were an Eagles fan, Philadelphia oh, yeah. Eagles yeah. fan. And, and you <laughs> know, the, the season is coming up. How do you feel? Uh, um, yeah, I, have, I mean, I'm definitely you know, excited for it. Um. I'm just starting to catch up on my NFL. You know, it's the off season, so I haven't been following too much about you know all the off season movement. But um, you know, the Eagles—you never know. Again, they've never won a Super Bowl, so <laughs> every single year <laughs> you just don't know. You know, uh, you know, Chip Kelly era was fun, uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think um, I think they do well. It'll be a tough division, a couple little trades in there. Uh, but, you know, with the Cowboys, Redskins, and Giants, uh, I'm having a good feeling that I think we're going to make it to the playoffs. And from there, you just never know. You never know. Dennis, you my man. But right. my Cowboys going to take the Eagles down, man. I mean, uh, no chance. No chance. <laughs> I knew that was going to come out. <laughs> hey. Hey, Dennis. <laughs> Nick's favorite quarterback is Tony Romo. He knows that. No, no it's not. No, it's not. Don't, don't you do this. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> no one should like that. No one. But since we're, talking about, since we're talking about quarterbacks, the Eagles have a pretty interesting thing going on with three quarterbacks. And how do you yeah. feel about that? Because that is really interesting right there. Yeah. No, uh, definitely is interesting. Uh, I don't even know who, who's who, – Who's starting up for them? Sam Bradford. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, Sam Bradford. Um, Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm actually not thrilled about how, you know, he didn't really want to play there and wanted to get traded. So that's, you know, that worries me a little bit. But, again, he's good. He's fragile, too. He's hopefully he stays healthy. But um, I think if they can get an offense running, you know, the way where he can play well – He's obviously a great quarterback, and uh, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping they they figure something out, and uh, definitely try to check him out in the preseason, see see if we get high hopes for the season, or if it's gonna be another one of those years. Now, I know when you talk about it a little earlier, Dan, you got your man Kevin Durant, DMV guy. You want to see him at the Olympics? Now he went to the Warriors, man. You think the Warriors gonna be winning titles on top of titles now since he's out there with Steph and the boys? 
Yeah, he, they're gonna win. Uh, I, if I had, if I was betting, man, <laughs> I'd put a lot of money on them. But um, I wasn't a huge fan of him going there. I'm not a big Golden State fan. Uh, I'm a LeBron fan, so I like them. And obviously, in Wizards, I, I was hoping maybe there's a chance Durant comes to Washington. I was just on my hands and knees praying to God, but yeah, you know, barely didn't even, didn't even get didn't even consider it. So um, still. Still a huge fan of Durant. I hate that he's in Golden State, but uh, I definitely think they're going to they're gonna get some rings for sure. But I think if he gets a ring, he's gone. He, he's going back to somewhere, uh, OKC or maybe in Washington. You heard it here first, people. If Durant wins, he's out there. Dan's cooler. Breaking news, NBA Insider. Right here on the Boss Man Show. He's he's going for the ring, maybe one more, maybe two rings, and he's out. He's out. I, I don't think he wants to be there either. All right, staying with the NBA, how do you feel about the Wizards right now? Uh, I'm glad they kept Beal. Uh, definitely a little nervous about that. But, again, it's a young team. John Wall, I mean, they, they, need, they need a big guy. They need a really, really good big man. And uh, I don't know. I, I think they're going to be okay. Again, every year if they get to the playoffs, they're always running into Chicago or Cleveland, which is a joke right now. So, I think uh, the furthest possible as Wizards go is maybe second round playoffs, maybe. But uh, yeah, so it's it's definitely a process. And again, I think they need to make some big, big trades. But it's uh, I guess Washington isn't as appealing as some of the other teams. Now, Denzel, I know you've been on the road, bro. But have you watched any Love and Hip Hop Atlanta? Have you caught up on reality shows here in the <laughs> ATL? <laughs> Stevie, <laughs> Charlie, you watch any of this? Well, Oh uh, yeah, I mean I, I have that Altivo for sure. No, <laughs> um, no, I, I haven't been watching that at all. I, I've seen it here and there. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Uh, I was in Europe, so I was definitely not caught up with any reality shows in America. But uh, you know, those shows they're definitely full of drama and can be entertaining at times. But uh, I guess I guess you've been watching, and you know, I guess there's some drama I'm, I'm, I was I'm missing. Yeah, Stevie J and Jocelyn broke up, man. This has been crazy. All, wow. all, all year long, man, always some. Carly Red and Life Jennings breaking up. But it's crazy, this is that I see these people taping. I see it being taped, and I laugh at yeah. it. But I see them out there with the cameras taping, and it's so scripted. Like I told you all. Yeah, I can imagine. So I can imagine. Like, I so scripted, but again, you, you glue to the TV, and it's still entertaining. Even if you know it's, it's scripted, but... Exactly. That's the beauty of reality TV, right? Exactly. It's so so really scripted, man. I tell you what, bro. Hey, I have Stevie J come on the show later this year. If you're free, I will personally have you on that day to join me talk to Stevie J. <laughs> yeah, I will personally do that. Uh, yeah. I need to catch up. I need to catch up, then. I need to know what's going on. <laughs> I can ask some questions. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, look here. I will give them to you if you need me. I'll give you all every question you need, all the cheat sheets. I got you, man. <laughs> questions, give me the answers. Uh, I'll throw them at them. Yes, indeed. Hey, man, hey, hey. I thank you for your time, but I told you, bro, I'm going to give you the most time. Dude. I told you that. I told you I was. Hey, you yeah, know. I love it. I love it. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, we're going to be cheering for you, man. Me and Nick and the staff, man, we're going to be cheering for you in Rio, man. Looking forward to seeing you do good things. Are you playing in Cincinnati, bro? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be playing. I'm playing in Cincinnati and then the U.S. Open after that, so I'm definitely uh, excited for the rest of the U.S. swing. 
Well, probably I may see you in Cincinnati then. I'm probably being up there for Cincy. So uh, hopefully I'll see you up there, man. But we catch up again in Memphis, man, and get, have some more fun with yeah. you, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Let me know, let me know. All right, bro, folks. This Cooler here on the Boss Man Show joining me and Neek. What Boss Man Show for you coming up after the break. <laughs> Show here on the Boston Radio Network. He was joined by Dennis Kutler, U.S. Tennis Olympian, going to Rio to compete in the Olympics. Now we're joined by FS1 College Football Analyst, a former Oklahoma Sooner, 49er, and Houston Oiler. He's doing games again with Tim Brando, and he also does Texas preseason games. The one only on the Boston Man Show, Spencer Tim. Spencer, great to talk to you again, my man. How's things going in your, your world? I don't mean to brag, but I'm doing all right, Jared. How you holding up, brother? It's going good, man. Join it. It's Falcons training campus here, and I'm excited for that. The Braves are starting to do a little bit better, and the Hawks has a good offseason. So here in ATL, everything's all good, man. That's good, man. Fantastic. It's always good to, to be connected with you, man, and football is that common bond between us. So, And everybody's on tiptoes of anticipation. I guess down in this neck of the woods, everybody's excited about what could be happening with the uh, University of Houston potentially going to the Big 12 and that whole expansion deal there. So everybody's waiting to see what happens, man. But for Tim Brando and I, it's really getting ready for that opener. We've got West Virginia, Missouri out the, out the shoot, which I think is kind of an underrated opener for us. But I think it's going to be cool because of the, the history and, the, the, I guess, the connection between you know those two programs, uh, what happened this past offseason in Missouri, a lot of change going on there. New coordinator, new head coach. Um, you know, West Virginia has kind of got an identity crisis. Great defense now, but all of a sudden, Dana Horace's offense has disappeared. But it's going to be interesting to see how those two match up against one another. SEC, Big 12, uh, should be fun. And uh, Spencer, you kind of read my mind was on when I go to this with you, the Big 12 expansion. I know Houston's probably going to make it to, to the Big 12. You've been a Big 12 alum, but been from Oklahoma. Who else do you want to see in that conference make this conference stronger? Do you want to go to 12 teams or 14 teams going forward? Well, I think, you know, an interim step would be 12 because they're going to have to split that pie. I think that maybe, and again, I'm not speaking for Fox. Uh, I am speaking just as an analyst and who can look at something objectively and say, look, if you've got to pony up additional money in a context where subscriptions are going down on the cable side of things, uh, Fox is going to have to pony up a lot. And to be quite honest with you, there was not as much money uh, as has been the case in recent years. That's the reason why the Big Ten didn't get the big splash that they were hoping for. It was a good deal, uh, and it certainly represented an increase. But I, I think that ultimately um, the University of Houston makes sense. Cincinnati looks like it could be a, a viable option as well. You're looking at the size of the market. 
Uh, those two are the ones that I would say, and along with BYU, uh, would be three that would be probably the, the, the leaders in the clubhouse with respect to most likely scenarios to take place, mainly because now it's not so much a money grab as much as it is a maximization of the market size. And when you start looking at programs who are on the come, certainly Houston falls in that category. Great lineage in recent years, going all the way back to Kevin Summon. He used it as a springboard. Uh, and going all the way back back to the 70s. I mean, University of Houston was always an undervalued property, I thought. Everybody was overshadowed. The program was overshadowed by what was going on in Texas in terms of the state. Texas and, and maybe even to a lesser extent, Baylor and, and other programs, uh, certainly uh, Texas A&M, uh, kind of dwarfed them. So uh, right now they've got a chance to shine. Tom Herman has put them in a great position to do that, coming off the, the New Year's Six Bowl win over uh, Florida State. So there's not a hotter program in the nation right now that's outside of those, those top five conferences. Now, as we continue this current path of conference rating, per se, do you see a scenario where we have the Power Five conferences along with the AAC being the six conferences with all these teams and everybody else kind of fight fights for scraps from the other group of five schools? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it's an interesting situation, and I'm, I'm doing a little podcast uh, subject on that very thing and really trying to bring more value from sport in terms of its value beyond the football field. I see this this whole realignment is kind of a um, uh, kind of an equivalent to what's happening in the broader context of society, and that's where the value of sport really comes into play. I think many African Americans, for example, the plight that they feel and experience on a daily basis, many of them, is an example of this mad scramble to become irrelevant or be seen by the establishment as, as relevant. That's what this whole realignment piece is, and when you kind of look through it that, through that filter. I think sport can be an educational tool for all of us because it can teach us uh, that, hey, to look at things beyond the, beyond the field of, of color and beyond the lenses of color and to look at it as a practical matter. And when we do that, we can learn some things. Again, all those programs are on the outside looking in. Uh, back in the old days of the BCS, it was the Boise States and the others who were the flies in the ointment, who, were not part, who weren't in the cul-de-sac, who were not part of the establishment. But when they break it down, when they show that they can you know, compete at the expense of my Sooners, like Boise State did back in 2007, they become relevant. I think that struggle mirrors what's happening in the broader context of society. So, again, I, I think we need to start looking at this in a bigger picture. Obviously, I'm a fan. You're a fan. We're purists. We look at the game from that standpoint. But I think it can teach us much more than the obvious. And speaking to that same vein, Spencer, there's been a lot of this going on, going on in our society with athletes speaking out about the police brutality and the killing of the police. Are you happy to see professional athletes and college athletes speak out and be heard about these issues? And do you think they can keep doing this to maybe bring more awareness to what is really going on around us as African-American men and how we deal with the police, how African-Americans and the police need to come together better going forward? Yeah, I am excited about it. And to the extent that they can do it in an intelligent, articulate, and cogent manner, I'm excited about it. And I think um, what we saw in the opening of the ESPYs a couple of weeks back, it was indicative of what could happen if you have people who are, you know, articulating well-written, well-thought-out speech. And uh, that's what we need. What we don't need is for, um, and again, I, people have to put this in context and not judge me. A lot of times the people who are elevating voices in the black community 
don't know the black community, don't know what represents excellence in the black community. So as much as I respect my former neighbor um, here in Houston, Charles Barkley, he may not necessarily be the best voice to talk about these complex issues. I'm not saying he's not intelligent enough to talk about it, because he certainly he can. But I think his personality, his persona, what he's projected, what most people, they don't take him seriously. And so um, I think it, it reflects in a way that's not consistent with what I think some of the more sophisticated, complex, um, well-heeled people in our communities are wanting people uh, who aren't in our communities to understand about us. We're not a monolith. We are very complex people who have different and important points of view on the world. So I think that that's really the key thing. I'm all for athletes speaking up as long as they have a cogent and clear message to articulate. And among your many hats, you are a Spencer. You also do Texans, preseason football. And I want to get your opinion on Andre Hopkins' holdout. Do you expect them to take a leap this year with Brock Osweiler at the helm now and overtake the coach in the AFC South? And what ultimately do you see those guys making the playoffs so they'll be a team that improved from last year? What do you see about the Texans going forward? Yeah, they're going to be better, uh, clearly. But the thing that the Texans have to do is be able to convert uh, all of the assets, okay, uh, the speed, for example, of Braxton Miller and Will Fuller and some of those guys that they acquired in the draft, they've got to be able to convert that from features to benefits. I mean, if, I, if I've got a car that can go 200 miles an hour, that's a feature of the car, you know, but I, I really can't drive it 200 miles an hour without getting a, a ticket, right? So uh, the ability to convert that speed into something valuable um, and to continue the, the car analogy, uh, it doesn't matter to me that you've got all this speed if you can't drive it legally on the street. So, but if you tell me, you know, we're in Germany and we're on the autobahn and, and I can drive as fast as I want to, and you figure out that I've got want to spend more time with my family, then you're selling me the car. If you were to tell me I could spend 14 more days a year with my family uh, if I buy your car, then you're you're basically converting the speed of the car from a feature to a benefit. Now. Will Fuller has all the speed in the world, but if he can't catch the ball like he's dropped the last couple of days when they try to manufacture opportunities for him, it, that's just a feature. He can run fast, but it's not a benefit to this team. So he's got to be able to get those staples down, nailed down perfectly before he can really help this team. So they've gotten much faster. Rick Smith just got the new four-year contract extension as the general manager. did an excellent job of building and tweaking. Uh, the offensive line is in flux. So some continuity has to happen there. I always tell people that offense is a creative process. Uh, that means that it, it takes a lot longer than the constructive side of the defense. And so uh, Brock has got to get that built out with his receivers, get acclimated to all that speed and that talent. And, uh, again, you know, he's limited in experience himself. They paid him $72 million, and uh, the bulk of it's guaranteed. But, again, he doesn't have a lot of uh, full games under his belt. He did a great job sipping in, in Denver last year when um, – when uh, Peyton Manning went down, but the bottom line is he doesn't have a lot of NFL experience. So a lot of potential, but you know what the old saying is, potential, all that means you haven't done it yet. Exactly. Final one for you, Spencer. I know you have a football podcast on SoundCloud. Can you share with us, our listeners, what they'll get from you on your podcast on SoundCloud and when it'll be available for them to listen to it each week? Well, I usually just try to do it, you know, periodically. I'm one of these guys out there that don't just try to manufacture content for the sake of manufacturing it. You know, I'll put one out there probably tomorrow on this whole conference realignment situation. And then anything that comes up substantive beyond the white line, that's when you can expect for me to, you know, have something to say about it. So uh, I'm not one of these guys that will do it every day. I'm busy getting ready for each game week to week. But if a subject matter comes up, like conference realignment, I'm looking for an angle, a way to communicate a broader message. Then you can just pretty much assume I want to have something to say about it. Yes, and it was Spencer. Thank you for joining us on the show once more again. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. We'll talk to you down on the road now. All right, my man. Take care. 
All right, folks, once to be on the Boss Man Show, coming up next, Dominic Ross Cromartie of the Giants on the Boss Man Show. Promised by ninth year NFLer, a former alum of Tennessee State, our alma mater, <laughs> playing for the New York Giants in the NFC East. Dominique Watch Camardi on the Boss Man Show. DRC, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, baby? I'm there chilling, baby. What's good with you? Hey, man, no much. An ATL burning my butt up, man. 91 already at 1 30 in the afternoon. Oh, man. I'm telling you. I don't miss that heat yet, but. <laughs> I hear that, man. Yeah. I hear that, man. Well, shoot, man, what's going on with your training camp, man? First year with Coach McAdoo, man. How you all doing up there so far? How you looking, man? Man, it's been good, man. I think uh, Coach is making a smooth transition, uh, you know, uh, giving us a lot more just breaks and, and just uh, being a hands-on guy, man. He's straightforward, telling us how it's going to be, man, and, and we've been grinding. We're up here grinding. I hear that, man. Hey, for, and for you personally, you going up against Odell Beckham, Cruz, and those boys out there, man. Has to get you ready when you got to play a guy like Dez Bryant or Deshaun Jackson out in Washington, doesn't it? Yeah, man. You, when, when you got uh, guys that, that that did a lot in this league and considered the, the the best in this league, and you see them every day, man, and it just gives you the confidence that you need to go up against guys on the other team. So it's definitely good always working with those type of guys. No doubt, folks. We're on the air with my man, DRC, TSU alum. Dominic Watch Camarda here of the Giants on the Boss Man Show. And furthermore, for that, man, for you, when do you get that itch again? When you, I know offseason, I know you get out offseason, you kind of chilling a little bit, but when does that itch hit you again to get, like, hey, I'm going to get out there and get with these boys some more and make some more, get some picks out here, man? Ah, uh, man, it, it hits about a, I mean, it's always good to get away from football, man, because, you know, this, this is a brutal sport. It's tough on your body, man, but. You, you, you tend to get out about a, about a month later outside of football, man, and start to hit you again, man. You, you start to just sitting at home, feel like you're getting lazy, and then you just, just something, something inside just say, man, it's time to play football again, man. Yeah. I mean, it's good to get away, but it come back. It creep up on you real fast. Exactly. Now, you're going to your ninth year, man. So what are you doing differently for us with your body to get you ready for Sundays now than you, than you didn't do when you first got in the league nine years ago? Man, I, I say my, my mindset totally different, man, when it comes to that, man. Being an older guy, you know, I was against getting in getting in the cold tubs and, and, and eating right and, and getting massages to take care of the body. But, man, that's, when you get of age, man, you, you definitely need that because it, it keeps you around a lot longer, man. And if I would have thought that earlier, man, I would have did it earlier in my career. But uh, it, it's definitely a must now. 
Oh, I hear that, man. I feel you on that. Now, do you feel this way? Playing in a cooler climate up in New York as you played in Philadelphia as well and Denver, does that help preserve your body or do you think it makes it a little bit harder on the body? Uh, you know, that cold weather kind of, it's kind of good, man. That, that, that heat, man, that's something different, man. You can, it's hard to play in that heat, man. You can be tired, fatigued. So I think that, that being in them cold areas, man, it, it, it prolongs your career, I, I think. Now, for you, Bill, I'm a, I'm a Florida guy, too, like you are. How did you get used to playing in, like, Denver and Philadelphia and New York? How do you deal with that, man? I ain't going to lie to you, man. It, it was hard, man. man it, it, be, it be some practices, man. I'd I be having to sit inside and wait till it's my turn to go on the field and come out come outside. Cause I, that cold, I can't really just do it like that. But, man, it's a mind thing. You know, you really ain't got no choice. So. <laughs> yeah. Right, so you got to get out there, but it's, I'm telling you, it's tough, man. I'm telling you, any chance I get, I'm going. I'm back. I'm back in somewhere warm because that cold, tough on you, bro. The let me ask you this: Lost and all these guys on your team be out there with short sleeves on. I'm like, how the hell they doing that? <laughs> you know? see, I'm, out, I'm out there with a full hoodie on. I ain't, I don't even get it. So, you know, these guys, 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 we had that tough mindset. Oh, it's not cold, yeah. All right, cold is cold. You even a trick, you. Exactly. I don't care if we're Vaseline on my arms. I'm little tricks you try to. It's cold, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you, man. So for my fans out here in the ATL, TSU alums, little listening to you on the show, man. I got a question from one of me ask you about when you're going up against the guy, uh, these big receivers, man. How do you yeah. prep for that for his film work and your know, practice? Do you kind of have a guy kind of similar to the guy during the week? So how you get ready for these tough guys you face every week, man? Uh, it all comes in the classroom, man. The first part is, uh, the, I think the coaches do a good, good job of, of breaking down each player that you go against, man. Give you their strong points and their weak points, and then they, they point it out on film. And then when it comes to practice, guys are assigned a certain job. And then if we are playing a guy like Des Brown, we have somebody on, on the scout team that's that's designated in the '88 jersey, and uh, he he kind of watch film on the school. He kind of mimic him and do everything that that they think of what he sees from film. He's gonna do it, so he bring it to practice field. So it's like. You rep it so many times, it's like when you get to the game, it's like, you know, I, I done seen this before. So it, it kind of, it, it better help you prepare, be prepared for your opponent. Oh, I hear that, folks. The joined by man, DRC on the Boss Man Show, TSU alum, people. You know how we do here on the Boss Man Show. We represent our TSU for life, people, man. Hey, you tell your boy Corey up there, man, we the real TSU. He be tripping about that. We the real yeah, TSU. Man, I, be try, I be trying to tell them, man. They don't, they don't be wanting to listen, man. We the real TSU out here, man. <laughs> you better believe oh, it. Man. I tell you, man, you one of the few guys in the league, man, who's played with Eli and Peyton Manning, man. How blessed you to be able to say you play with both of the Manning brothers and tell me a little bit about them as teammates in the locker room, man. Man, they night and day, man. I uh, think um, Peyton, people do not know, man. He, he's really he's a really funny guy. You know, when it's outside of the building, you know, uh, he'll joke with you, laugh with you. But when, when it's in the building, it's, it's all it's all it's all work, man. Focus. He like he just he just all around just 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 fun guy you know um uh, he have to have, he like to have fun he's competitor he just he's goofy all the time and, and he'll joke with you I mean if, whether you're a rookie or a veteran it don't matter he he'll still just have fun with anybody. Now 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 see so you do it against Peyton Manning in practice man like did you ever figure out the audibles and the calls he was making did you ever figure it out if you went against the everyday did you ever like no oh, I know what you're doing right here well I, oh no I don't so did you ever figure out even going against the everyday practice you just kind of know like yo this is what this dude doing right here nah man Peyton you trying to figure that out man you gonna run yourself crazy <laughs> you'll never you'll never figure that out you, you got so many calls and audibles 
Uh, nobody, it, it works for you. Make it work. Uh, you ain't gonna figure it out, though. Oh, I feel you, man. I feel you. Let me ask you, man. When last time you been down down the state, man? You, you come down down here this way any often when you get a chance to an off season a little bit? Man, man, I'm there every chance I get. You know, uh, still got my uncle. He's, he's the head coach still there at uh, Tennessee State at Raw Reed. So I'm still involved with the program. You know, I still be walking the campus, just chilling. I'm always there. No doubt. And speaking of Coach Reed, man, he's a funny dude. Man, I love having him on the show, man. Where's he missing you personally and professionally, man? Uh, I couldn't hear you. No, I said, what's Coach Reed missing you personally and professionally, man? Man, Coach Reed, man, you know, coming out of high school, man, you know, I was a guy that I went to five different high schools, so I was shipping around, so I really ain't, I ain't had no scholarships. And you know what I'm saying? Like, Coach Reed, being a part of my family, knowing my family since I was born, so, uh, he was like, man, just come to Tennessee State. I give you opportunity to play. I owe him everything, man, because he's the one who gave me the opportunity, and I, I came in there and never looked back. Now, what I was saying to you, DRC, was that uh, how does it feel for you to be one of the first-round picks from TSU, kind of like Richard Dent was, into two, two tall Jones, history of how we have all these great players on our, from, our, from our school. How does it feel for you to be one of our first-round draft picks in the league like, like that, coming from FCS school? Man, I, I mean, that was a blessing, man. With all, all them guys you just named, man, them, them guys are all the famous men that, that really paid the way for just HBCU athletes, man. You know, uh, we, we, we're looked over, you know, we're considered small schools. And, and to, to go first round out of, out of one of them, man, just, it's just really sort of the hard work, man, I really put into it, man. It, it was definitely hard, man. But going to Tennessee State, man, they gave me everything I had today, man. I'm always, I'm forever grateful, man. That's why. Wherever I'm at, man, I'm forever repping TSU, man. You cut me, I be blue. And I'm, I'm, forever, I'm always joking with a lot of guys in the locker room. Everybody talk about their college, man. When I talk about TSU, I talk about it proudly. Exactly. And, hey, you got, you got, you got to play in a NFL stadium as a college player, which probably prepared you for ne- what you're going to do now, playing in the NFL. Now, cause you already played in the NFL stadium as a college kid. Yeah, yeah, playing in that Titan stadium, man. Like, shoot, man, I'm playing on this field. Now I got to be here one day. But that's what gave me that motivation. And the final thing for you, DRC, this man, playing in Dallas, man, that that, that place, man, how, how is that place to play at, man, with all them fans in the locker rooms, man? Yes, in general, what's your favorite place to play around the league, man? Man, to be honest, man, I, I like playing in the same stadium, man. I mean, that, that that's one of the loudest places, and they be rocking in there, man. They be in there, they get the music going, they, 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 just, be in, they just be into it, man. I love playing there. No doubt. Hey, DRC, man, thank you for your time today, bro. We ain't having on again real soon, man. We ain't, when next time you're in Nashville and then, hey, man, hit me up, man. We'll definitely get up and get up together, bro. All right. Appreciate it. All right, bro. Folks, DRC, TSU on the Boss Man Show. Boss Report after the break. <laughs>
boss back here on the Boss Man Show. We have a great show for you this week. Uh, Dennis Cooler, Mr. Tillman, Dominic Roger Cromarty on the show. Now it's time for my man Speech to come in with the Boss Report. Speech, what's good, bro? Man, you know me, dog. Just chilling, trying to make a dollar in this world or avoid the pitfalls of life. Stay black, pay taxes. You know how I get down. No doubt, folks. But, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's about support. First story, dog, is this. Breaking Bad. George Alato winner facing life in prison after being caught investing $3 million into a meth ring. Damn. I'm going to change an occupation. You said $3 million into what? <laughs> I need to hold on and walk away and get the recipe. That's crazy. $3 mil? <laughs> Yes. Cold hard cash? Good lord. All right, he's low broken. I did not advocate to deal in drugs. But lord, how much you threw me in jobs and left money. I'm just saying. Yes. And Florida man arrested after sticking plunger up woman's butt at Lowe's to quote, entice her him later. I'm sorry, like a plunger, plunger? Yes, in the in the in like the, the checkout line, yes. Plunger to stop the. What does she need a loan? <laughs> the checkout line, loans. Yes. Hell. <laughs> I I'm just I am what the hell, bro? <laughs> yeah. The I literally got nothing. I mean, just how what goes through an individual head, like. When they stand under the checkout line at Lowe's and they look at the plunger and they say, you know what I really want to do with that plunger? Like, I don't really understand what goes through somebody's head like that, bro. I, 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 I got nothing. Let me stick it up for a You know, like, really? Right. Woo, we try this. Credit cards and scammers. Virginia shyster arrested after making... $17,000 from, quote, fake cancer cure. Um, what? I'm, <laughs> what? Uh, what? Exactly. Like, I'm trying to be mature and actually answer this, but I am at a loss. <laughs> like, just say the least, I am at a loss. Exactly. Try this. Florida man arrested after stealing and crashing boat belonging to Dennis who shot Cecil the Lion last year. Wait, you talking about, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He can kiss my ass, man. I like Cecil the Lion, bro. Cecil's cool as hell. He ain't never bothered nobody. He ain't never do nothing wrong. I ain't just living a lion life. Chilling. And this old rich dentist, you know what I mean, who's gonna shoot him in the face. And, uh, you know what I mean? I'm not always bad on nobody, bro. But that's when you have to go out like that. So, I don't feel too bad for him. You want my honest opinion? Natural selection. That's how nature works. Hump the heifer. 68 year old Missouri man who calls a quote. A love from animals arrested after smashing a cow's cakes to smithereens. Hold up. Hold up, man. Hold up. 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 Did you? Did you? 
did you did you say how? <laughs> yes. Like as in the beef? Yes. And the milk like cow? Like Yes. Like a moo cow. Like yes. a farm. A, yes, a farm moo cow, yes. He's he had sex with it? Yes. How? How? He tied it down and tore it up and he proceeded to tear the cakes up. Cows are really big. Like, they're very big animals. Like, cows are huge. I don't understand how that works. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't understand how that works, bro. I'm trying to put it together. I don't really... It's not registering in my brain. I don't I don't know. I'm not... I don't know. How, Sway? How, thought? Exactly. Exactly. And Lord of Wives, Polly Hustle. New Jersey men arrest after being caught living with three different wives and stroking them all up on the balcony. <laughs> I can't even be mad at that dog. That's something that is blinded. That sentence is sentence with sentence. I'm gonna be honest with you. I ain't got the answer this way. I don't. That's I, wow. Wow. Pimpin', pimpin', pimpin'. Yes, yes, indeed. I mean, you two and three at the same time? Yep. I ain't even mad, dog. I honestly, honestly, I ain't, I ain't even mad at it. I'm not. That's Well, Florida man arrested after paying anti-hillary messages on Tampa Bay crabs. Tampa Bay crabs? What's so special about Tampa Bay crabs? <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, what the hell, bro? What the hell? Exactly. Different, but okay. Tampa Bay crabs. All right, that's. Didn't know you could do that with crabs, but I guess a lot that I don't know. Exactly. New York City pervert arrested for subway groping, saying, "Quote: I ain't never seen white women. I saw one. I had to grab her. They're beautiful. Woo, oh woo, god. woo." What he said? Oh my god! Really? <laughs> I've never seen a white woman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> That's an extremely stupid ass excuse, man. Exactly. And Paul Wall put a grill on his puppy. Like a grill in his puppy's mouth. Really? You know, I think that's over the top, but I kind of want to see that. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. This picture's online of it, bro, if you want to check it out. I'm going to. Because I think that's interesting. I really intrude you. I really think that's interesting. This is really interesting right here, bro. A California man is arrested after sticking a telescope up girlfriend's butt while she sleeps to, quote, test her out. What? What the (laughs) hell? Telescope up her butt, bro. Um, <laughs> that's not supposed to go there. Like that don't go there. Bro. A telescope, though. Why a telescope? Why? I don't understand it. 
I really don't understand that at all. What telescope? What the hell? <laughs> you trying to expect her butt? I mean, I don't get that. Ooh-wee. I don't get it either. Like, I'm trying to... Mm. <laughs> a telescope. Yeah. Well... Jesus. Can't get right. Cat Williams wrestled again after punching a waitress for, quote, poor service. Would you consider that a G.O.R.? I would definitely consider that a G.O.R. I think Very. that is a highly unnecessary. Don't get me wrong. We were up in a restaurant for poor service before, but I don't think that... That's necessarily the best course of action at that point in time. Like, I don't really think that's qualified. <laughs> just leave yourself like you're doing. Just leave. Just leave. Just leave. Yes. And we got Florida crazies. Self-teacher arrested after getting naked and slithered for a second grade saying, quote, I wouldn't see my beauty while I drunk the, the quote, powerful juice. You know, it's not that people do these things. It's just a stupid ass line and unrealistic saying that people come up with after they do stupid stuff like this. That's really what bothers me the most. It's not the fact that it happens. That bothers me. But the fact that they come up with these stupid ass things to say after that, that just makes it worse. It really does. Sometimes the quote makes the story even worse than what it already is. It just does. Something like that quote can make it from terrible to even worse in a heartbeat. Yeah, and you know what? It can go from um, a six on a horrible scale, you know what I mean, to the eh, bad, but it could be worse. But then that quote makes it just, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, uh. Exactly. Imprisoned Long Island quote Banana King sentenced to additional time behind bars for quote stealing pensions, wives, and other commissary while behind the bars. Um. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I'm at a loss. I'm really at a loss. I'm really, really. You said commissary is okay. I'm at a loss. I am. That is something. That is absolutely. That is that is that is something. That is something. I don't really understand it, but something it is, and something it apparently shall be. Um, I ain't got the answers on that one, boy. I ain't got the answers. Um. Florida police tase and arrest naked Florida man who refused to stop playing Pokemon Go and singing the future. You know, I think you had to run that back one more time because that's kind of absolutely ridiculous. So please, not ready. Alright. Florida police tase and arrest naked Florida man who refused to stop playing Pokemon Go while singing future. You know, I thought that's what you said. I, I really believe that that's what you said, but I just wanted to hear it again just so I know how to properly react. I'm not mad. <laughs> but I'm just like, Future and Pokemon Go. While naked. While naked. Right, right, right. That's, that's the key. Because I knew I was missing a single detail. I'm like, 
future in Pokemon Go. Not bad, not bad. But it could be worse, and I knew it was worse. And then you dropped it, the naked. Okay. Um, what type of weird SOB plays Pokemon? You have to be outside. You literally have to be outside in the environment of the game to play Pokemon. So why would somebody be walking around, Johnson all out, just playing? Trying to catch them all. I don't really think that that's how they meant for you to play it. While banging future, you know, I don't really think that that's how they meant for you to play it. I know they wanted you to get outside and get some fresh air and walk and all that. That's cool, but I don't really believe they wanted you to play it. Ass naked. I don't think that that's how that works. Exactly. A uh, forty-four-year-old woman arrested. I'm seeing new selfies to five underage boys via Facebook Messenger. Whoa, bro, whoa, 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 Kimotabi. <laughs> That's not That's not okay, bro. Um look, I'm all for you know the Facebook Messenger thing, but what's up with people and underage kids? Like why is it that I don't really understand why people feel the need to prey on kids. Even if it's an older woman, younger, like, these boys, you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong, you know, boys, like, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna do stupid stuff. We do. That's what we do. We do stupid things. But it comes to a point where if you're an adult, bro, you gotta set a better example, lady. Like, how you gonna bust that thing open for some kids? Like, what the hell are you doing? Exactly. And, Florida man legally changed his name to D-Face Johnson because of, quote, obvious, reason, obvious reasons in relation to, quote, the opposite sex. That's what he wants their face to be. No. 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 Just no. No. I don't know. Just no. 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 No, I'm gonna go with no, and I'm gonna go with no again. <laughs> so, so, bruh, we have a Florida man named Sob, and then we have one named D Face Johnson. Really, D Face Johnson. Okay, why would you know what? Okay. Well, I mean, you said Florida man, so Lord knows anything is possible in the state of Florida. I love the state of Florida. I really do what you say, but yes. Well, two Michigan teens are arrested after sacrificing guinea pig in blood ritual before the lacrosse game. <laughs> I remember that talk. Dumbass bird kids. Like, oh my goodness. Like, oh my goodness, man. Dumbass kids, bro. Like, it was a... It was a joke that went too far. Like, first of all, it was just kids being kids, but it was literally suburbanites doing stupid suburbanite things. Kids from the birds got too much time on their hands to do stupid stuff, bro. Like, they really do. Like, they literally went through a lot of hassle and a lot of trouble to steal this guinea pig and sacrifice. But it was like the other... They had, like, human rights on the animal activists was trying to shut down the game. It was a whole big difference. Stupid situation. It got so dumb so quick. Yes, indeed. And uh, Florida man manages to misspell school on warning sign twice by spelling school. Get this. 
S C O H O L. S C H O O L is exactly where he needs to be. (laughs) 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 Somebody needs to not miss a single class. Lord have mercy, man. Okay. 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 Somebody definitely needs to stay in school. And our final story for you, dog, is this. Georgia teacher arrested after being caught topping off student in Taco Mac restroom to, quote, prep him for the upcoming school year. What the hell is up with Taco Mac, bro? What the hell is up with Taco Mac, bro? Like, why is it going down in the top? Why do you have so many stories about the damn Taco Mac, dog? What the hell, bro? I've never been to or heard of a Taco Mac, dog. Like, what the hell is the Taco Mac? And why is it going down with the Taco Mac? Taco Mac's a very interesting place here in Georgia. <laughs> it goes down Taco Mac. It does. Apparently, bro. Apparently, like, I don't even understand it, bro. I don't even understand it. <laughs> yes, indeed. But, dog, what is your take? On tonight's report, man, for this week's show. What the hell is up with the Taco Mac, bro? Like, why have I never been to it? Why have I never heard of it? Why is it always lit beyond comparison and comprehension of the damn Taco Mac? These are questions that I need answers to. What's with the Taco Mac? Why are people changing their names to overtly stupid things? I don't understand this. Why is it keep going down in the state of Florida? Why are people playing Pokemon Go ass naked? I'm just saying, like, I don't really understand any of this. This has been an extremely weird boss report. Why are grown-ass women sending flicks to kids through Facebook? See, this is why I ain't got no damn Facebook message on my phone, dog. Facebook just trying to give me that sort of damn app. I don't want it. I just give you the reason why, because it's stupid. People could call you. Facebook app, the messenger wants too much access to your phone. It's, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm just... Oh, I need a break. Ain't can't forget about my man who put the plunger up the woman's butt and loads. <laughs> Why would somebody do that, man? That's gotta go on the year review, bro. You put your plunger in your ass and loads. That's just nasty. That's just so nasty. What's the home deep? I don't home deep. I can't forget which one it was. It was one of them far stuff. I don't even It was disgusting. It was low. <laughs> yeah. My man, he just kind of like the point of sticking up her butt, like really, because you want to show it, really? Like what? And of course, a tusk up another woman's butt, and my man, you know, I mean, really, like the animal lover, the, the dude who smashed the cows, kicked the smithereens, like really, sixty-year-old man getting on with a cow. What's worse, a cow or a horse? You know, I really don't even, I don't even know, dog. Because, I mean, cows are, cows are huge. Like, you can stick an entire arm in a cow's ass. I mean, I've, I've seen it. It's, it's horribly disgusting, and people don't ask me why I've seen it, but I went to farms, and they, it was, it was stupid. It was weird. Anyway, even outside of that, a cow is a very large animal. We're talking about a three to four thousand, maybe five thousand pounds. That's a lot of animals. Why would you go to why would you how 
the more I think about it, the more confused I am, bro. Exactly. Well, let's let you get unconfused to what's going on Family Friday. He was going on, bro. Man, that's a hell of a segue. I would say that right now. <laughs> but. What are we working on at Family Ground, man? My young dog, Ace Bookie, he's got a couple shows. He had already knocked off, man. The kid is rolling, dog. He is doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. His new project, Nice to Meet You, is free. People's F-R-E-E. All you got to do is go to illstreetonline.com. That's I-L-L-S-T-R-E-E-T-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. That's illstreetonline.com. Or... Go to familygrind.com and you can definitely check out and download for free. Nice to meet you by my homie Ace Boogie, man. It's definitely a dope project. Five song EP, the kids rocking with it. Also, check out youtube.com slash MGETV to get hip to his latest video, Stripes. It's out. It's, it's, it's banging, man. It's banging. And of course, you know, me and Fred got the new single, No Clubs, Just Bars. Uh, that's rocking hard. It's free download on illstreetonline.com as well. We got the video off for that. Took it from the underground and still banging. Uh, the young dog Ace Boogie got some shows coming up. So if you are in the Detroit area, definitely need to follow Family Grind uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Family Grind. Follow him at Ace Boogie. That's A C E underscore B U G E Y. A C E underscore B U G E Y. You know, follow him. Get plugged in. And, you know, show the young dog some love, man. So that's working on right now, trying to make sure he's getting uh, getting the right promotion behind him. We all support him, pushing him. He's doing amazing. He's rocking shows. He's hitting the stage. He's standing up out here in the city. So, you know, just definitely helping the young dog continue to push this project, man. He's pushing forward. So that's what we got coming up, man. And we also have a lot of other things that I can't really discuss right now. Y'all know how I do. Got to keep it under wraps. But familygrind.com and be the first to know when it happens. Boss Report on the Boss Radio Network, Radio Show.com. 